Morning, team. Have a nice breakfast. I'm going for breakfast, actually, later on. Yeah, I'm going with uh, John Warrington. We've been, offered a, we've been offered breakfast this morning. I don't like the breakfast at the Woolsey, strangely enough. I find it a bit pretentious. I'm just sort of... I'm transport calf stuff. I like that. It's big, big, thick wedges. Big bacon sandwiches, you know. And the food. And the food's good, too. Off you go. There you go. A a song and a a twinkle. Anthony will be back uh, next week on LBC 97.3. Morning, everybody. Nice to have your company. Welcome along. I'm trying to be upbeat and cheerful about a volcano. Uh, I can't, but I'm still fascinated by them. I'm, I'm, I'm so fascinated by volcanoes. I've spent most of yesterday, someone just sign on, um, checking out the internet and sort of looking at volcanoes and thinking, my God, we know so little about this earth, don't we? That something that happens hundreds and hundreds of miles away affects our aeroplanes over here. So there's people sitting at the airport in tears at the moment, in tears, going nowhere. There's a picture of a, a girl on the front of one of the papers today. And uh, she's at Madrid Airport. She's, she's stranded. Because she can't go anywhere, so she's, she's crying. And then the worst thing is that there are people sitting in America who can't come here because the plane that would have been taking people from here to America hasn't taken off from here. So, in other words, you're sitting there twiddling your thumbs, going, when will we be flying to America? And the people in America are going, is there any chance there might be a plane? Answer, no. Not at the moment. Certainly not till 8.30 this morning when they're going to have another inspection. The Met Office will be uh, reviewing the situation. They'll be reviewing the situation at Heathrow, and then they'll probably come back and say, well, we think lunchtime, if not later, could go up to 7 o'clock at night. Anthony reckons could go a couple of days. So if you don't have to go to the airport, if you're meeting somebody, my advice is check first. I mean, I don't want to sort of, you know... But it, it's absolutely pointless getting in the car and going to sit up at the airport, because there's no flights this morning. I'm telling you that for a fact. There are no flights at all. So don't, if, if you're packing sandwiches and going to go sit up the airport, you're just going to add to the chaos. Don't go um, up to the airport, please. Stay at home, listen to LBC, check with the airport, go onto the internet, you know, listen to all the news medias, and then you should be uh, better equipped. But at the moment, nothing flying out. So there's people s- sitting up at the airport, I think, uh, hoping, beyond hope, that maybe something will take off, but it's not. Fascinating, though, isn't it? Don't you think it's fascinating? The first time ever, I think, the skies have been this quiet. No birds. The producer was saying to me earlier on, she said, the skies are really quiet this morning. It's very deep and meaningful. And I said, no, I know, the birds have given up singing. They're all sort of very quiet round our way, because I live uh, under the flight path. Do you know what, actually, funny thing is, I, I say that, I'm, I'm talking rubbish, because people who live under the flight path don't make the slightest difference. After a while, you don't even hear aeroplanes. You might see them, but I, I promise you, for the first time I moved in, and I've lived under the flight path for 35 years, uh, I remember thinking, oh, an aeroplane, how will I cope with that? And then after a while, you don't even hear them. Then when people used to come round, they go, cool, can you hear that plane? I went, really? Never noticed it before. Quite like sitting on the patio waving at pilots. It's always a good one. Anyway, it is nice to have your company this Friday morning. You, you will enjoy Friday morning, I promise you, all the way through. Nick's out on the battle bus. Tell you where he is a little bit later on. Uh, and we've got a how low. So we thought might as well cheer you up. If you're not going anywhere on an aeroplane, might as well have a go at the how low. Plus we'll do the, the papers. I'm, I feel like getting my teeth into somebody. I feel like Kerry Katona this morning. Because to be honest with you, I'm a bit bored with Kerry Katona. Every time we, we, we see pictures of Kerry Katona out with the kids in an amusement park. Does she work? And of course she doesn't work. She doesn't work at all. She is, uh, as described by one of the columnists today, you know, they say, oh, she's turned her life around. You go, well, actually, it's a bit of a shame because the only reason she was a celebrity was because she was car crash television. Who's remotely interested in a, in a sober, not-doing-drugs Kerry Katona? Nobody. Because that's what she made her, her living at, uh, behaving badly, being stupid, being a lardy, and, uh, and wasting money. 
Millions, apparently, so they say. Although I have grave doubts it could be that much. But either way, she's uh, she's now a reformed character. I thought, oh, now will become evident that she's got no talent at all. Before she had no talent, now it's patently obvious she's got no talent. Perhaps she might realise it. Perhaps some of the people appearing on Britain's Got Talent tomorrow, because the pre-publicity has started. It started at the beginning of the week, and they're rolling it through. They're rolling it through because they've got to get you watching. Because for the first two, three weeks, it's all the saddos. All the really stupid people. All the, uh, the dimbos coming out. All the fat ones, all the ones who can't sing, the tone-deaf dogs, you know, the chicken, the people who dress up, people who think they're sexy and they dance, people who think they're comedians. And the, the trouble is, all, all they're looking for is a singer. I know Diversity won the other year, but, I mean, to be honest with you, the person who's made the money was Susan Boyle. They're not, they're not looking for anything else apart from a singer. It's the only one they can make money out of. There's no good a magician going on there. We've seen magicians before and they all look a bit blasé. Nice to see there's a lovely picture in the paper today, Peter Mandelson. Dancing with a woman. Bet you never thought you'd see that picture in the paper. Nope, certainly didn't. And she described him afterwards as light on his feet. I thought, he is so light on his feet. Uh, 84850, stevedlbc.co.uk. And I do have a how low. And today, it's a fantastic... I could do with this at the moment, actually. It's a Dell laptop. I mean, I could really do with this Dell laptop. This one's got 160 gigabytes of hard drive. Plenty of room to store music, videos, important documents. I mean, like, really, really good. Person with the lowest unique bid will win. Lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. This one is wireless enabled, so you can check your emails on the move. Hammer comes down. Oh, sorry. Seven o'clock this morning. All you have to do for this one is text LBC, then your bid in pence, and send it to treble eight. Two one. So, for example, to bid £1.14, poor example, you write LBC114 in a text and send to treble eight two one. So simple as that. You make up your own pennies. They go for pennies, these things. They really go for pennies. Competition ends at 7am this morning. You must be over 16, please. Entries are limited and cost £1.50 plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. So I shall remind you that. But it's, it's a nice quickie, as they say. It finishes 7 o'clock this morning, so uh, go for it now. Noreen's up, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Actually, they're going to uh, tomorrow, because we've got a couple of birthdays to celebrate tomorrow, a little bit later on. Uh, they're off to the solid silver 60s on Saturday. The Trogs, the Swingin' Blue Jeans, Vanity Fair. That was, the Vanity Fair was a group with a, a lead singer with a very high voice. And you should go, sun, 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 wee I live for the sun. <clears throat> Mike Pender. I can't remember. Thank you. Bless your heart. Nice to know that I'm appearing on Britain's Got uh, No Talent Whatsoever tomorrow. I shall be there with the performing dog. But rather we can get her away from behind the equipment this morning. But anyway, so she'll be uh, out there. And so far, we've managed, we do very well. After yesterday, she's going to be jumping through hoops, I'm telling you. After yesterday's little debacle over Janice Long and uh, Keith Jaquin. So today, I'm going to be setting the bar a little bit higher... And she's going to be jumping over it. And she's going to be saying, raise that bar higher, Steve. I will jump through hoops for you today. Uh, Brian Paul and the Tremolos and Peter Sarsted. Peter Sarsted was the one, where do you go to, my lovely, when you're alone in your bed? Remember that one? I'll buy you one more frozen orange juice. Thank you, Noreen. You'll, you'll love it. You, she loves these things. She absolutely loves them. It's, it's, actually, I would love them as well. If only I had the, the time to go to these things, but I just don't have the time to do it. I don't know why, I just don't. I'll tell you what, quickly, just so we do the, the we start doing the news, and, uh, and the, the sky's standing still, 
I'll do that a bit later on. Let me quickly find out if there's anything remotely interesting in the papers this morning. I know Anthony went through earlier on. It's all volcano, isn't it? It's volcano, volcano, volcano. And um, apparently Darren Bent uh, is to wed Sir Alex Ferguson's former daughter-in-law. Lovely. <laughs> Does it really make the slightest difference now? Does it make the, uh, the slightest difference? I don't know. Uh, did you watch the debate on television? Most of you appeared to. Isn't it surprising how the underdogs, the Lib Dems, score the biggest... Even the Sun poll puts them 51%. At the bottom, Brown. In the middle, the Tories. The person who scored the most with you, the public, were the Lib Dems. And, they, and it varied, but they were, they were well ahead of everybody else. It was either 51% or the highest I read was 61%. That's what you, you, were, you were saying it was swinging in favour of. And the, and the Sun have actually put that on the front. They, they said it's absolutely amazing. Clegg, Cameron... And uh, Mr Brown, all there. And who did the best with you, the public? The Lib Dems. I mean, but, but not just by a small margin, by a huge margin. It's not doubt. Well, it might change, might not. Who knows? We have no idea. But they were all there. I mean, it, it was just amazing to see that Brown was floundering down at 19%. 19%. Interesting, isn't it? Interesting to watch. Who was out on the town the other night getting completely sozzled? Well, quite a number of people, but Kiefer Sutherland... So uh, he went out to get plastered on the streets of London. He was manhandled out of string fellows. He was just completely blotto. He's been blotto before. In fact, on, um, on many an occasion. This one started at uh, 10.40. And uh, he was outside Covent Garden uh, before meeting a pal. Two hours later, five empty wine glasses on his table and heard ordering more. Oh, it's in two hours. Quite easy to do five glasses of wine in two hours, isn't it? I would have thought so. I mean, it's only like a, that's a bottle of wine. In, in a couple of hours. I think that's OK. I think that's OK. Uh, but then he... What? It's Kiefer Sullivan. I know. Drunk. Drunk. I know. You thought you recognised him, did you? Yeah. Yes. You were in the bar next door. <laughs> <laughs> Between 10.40 and 11.50, he downed tons of it. And like a lot of people who drink, he just didn't have the faintest idea where he was going. Didn't know what he was doing. Didn't do anything else. A teenager turned down for a job because she was unfit for work, was later denied benefits of being too healthy. Nicola Hobbs... Lost a role, she's only 19, at a council children's centre after medics decided she was physically unfit following a five-year anorexic battle. So when she goes to get benefits, and believe you me, if I got into government, I would be axing benefits with immediate effect. There'd be none of this, let's phase it in, I'm terribly sorry. I think there's people out there who, who work for a living, and then there's fat, lazy spongers, and you'll be seeing a lot of those on Britain's Got Talent tomorrow. Because that's what they do. Do you remember we had the old granddad, the breakdancer? Turned out he was a benefit thief. Do you remember him? Oh, I, 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 I can't, I've got to get money. And there he is, doing breakdancing on television. The biggest fool of all time, I think. Frankie Boyle says in his column today, you remember Frankie Boyle, don't you? Because he's featured a lot. Well, obviously the Sun like him, because they, he's got his own column. Kerry Katona says she used to lie in bed, he writes, for three days in a row doing cocaine and playing online bingo. He says, it's always the people you least suspect. <laughs> but as I said earlier... Uh, unfortunately, Kerry Katona trying to sort of, you know, revitalise a career. Darling, you don't have any talent. You couldn't sing. You can't dance. You're a bit stupid. You know, there's nothing that you can do. You are the sort of things that we dredge up now. In America, they call them trailer trash. And they sort of go, what would you like to be? I mean, she's not even attractive enough to be a, a page three stunner or a glamour girl. Nobody's ever going to go, Kerry, can you take your clothes off? They're going to be going, Kerry, put your clothes on. Not going to be caring about that, are we? And then there's the family. Oh, I tell you, I'm not even sure about this family. 
I'm really not sure about it. Perhaps people do things differently in different families. Certainly wouldn't be the thing that we did, but I'll tell you about this very strange family who lost their son in a moment. These are the headlines. Planes will now stay grounded across much of the UK until 7 o'clock tonight at the earliest. It's uh, after an ash cloud from an Icelandic volcano spread across the country. A series of polls rate Nick Clegg as the winner of last night's first leadership debate. He joined Gordon Brown and David Cameron to discuss issues ranging from the economy to immigration at the 90-minute event in Manchester. A man's been arrested after two people died in an accident on the A40 in Hillingdon this morning. A lorry and a car were involved in the crash, which was near the Polish War Memorial. Let's have a check on the state of the roads now, with a reminder of the, uh, the flights. Here's Joe. Thank you very much. Yes, but there's still no flights in and out of UK airports until... It- now, you remember the story of the light bulbs, don't you? So, I go out to Sainsbury's. I've seen adverts in all the papers now. It seems loads of people are doing these, these long-life light bulbs at 10p each. Now, as far as I'm concerned, you can never have too many light bulbs. So, I go out the other day, and, and I buy 36, and then I think, you know, they're so cheap. So, I buy another 36. So, I've got 72 of them. 72 light bulbs, £7.20. As far as I'm concerned, it's the best bargain of the century. But these things go forever. A friend of mine I spoke to yesterday said, well, I bought a load... Uh, in Ikea years ago. He said, I've still got them. They don't run out. So I thought, because I, 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 I can give them to people as presents. I'm going to give some to John Warrington as, as a present. I think about 12. But anyway, um, and so, so I went out the other day, and I've got the same woman on the, on the till who served me the day before, and luckily I'm, I'm fairly rememberable. Strangely enough, I'm rememberable in a place like that, but I walk into a bar and I become invisible. You know, hello, is there any service? Hello? So anyway, so I go up to the counter... And I picked up another 36. So she go. I said, I bet you can't guess what I'm buying. She went, oh, you're back again. So anyway, so she starts scanning them. The woman on the next till goes, there's a limit of 20 on those per customer. So I went, where does it say that? Trying to be all cheerful and upbeat. Hello, where, did, where does it say only 20 per customer? Because they've got stacks of these things. I wouldn't have thought it made any difference whether I buy them or somebody else buys them. And uh, so in tiny, tiny letters, maximum 20 per customer. So the woman on the till who dobbed me in went, well, he bought 72 the other day. <laughs> so, so the other one said, well, you're only supposed to buy 20. I thought, to be honest with you, what difference it makes? Because all I do, buy 20 there, go to another Sainsbury's, buy 20 there, go to another... You know, it, it doesn't make any sense, does it, that they've got this silly thing? So anyway, so the lady on my till checks with one of the supervisors and she said, where does it say only 20? And she's got tattoos up her arm and everything else. And, uh, and she looks, she goes, oh, it don't, she said, doesn't matter. She said, who cares? She said, listen, you don't buy them, somebody else buys them. She said, I can't read anyway, sir, I haven't seen it. So I bought them. So I bought another 36. So I've now got a hundred and something in the boot of the plumbing light bulbs. <laughs> so for the next few Christmases, or the foreseeable future, I'm going to be giving people light bulbs. Because it's kind of the present that keeps on giving. It sheds a light. On, on people's rather dull existence. So I'm just giving people loads of them and going, have it on me. You know, they don't know they only cost 10p. Because the time I've hung on to... No, I've told people here, but, I mean, the people I give them to... By the time we get round to Christmas, they'll have forgotten everything. As long as you get them a card, you know, and they go, I bought your light bulb, and they go, do you know, Steve, that's really a most thoughtful present. Okay, that's nice, isn't it? That's nice. Here she is, Laura Hall's in the paper today. Laura Hall is, um, is a rather stupid person. She is the only person in a living memory, to be banned from buying or drinking booze anywhere in the country. She is barred from every single pub, off-licence, bar, club, everything. Apparently, she's just one of life's sad drunks. You know, she's not an alcoholic, 
She's just a bad drunk. She's been arrested. She's uh, had uh, asbos. She's had everything. And she hasn't learned, so they've now said you're banned from boozing anywhere in the UK. To be quite honest, at the age of 20, I'm surprised she's still living. Very surprised she's still living. Because uh, a lot of people who drink, after a while, you just can't handle anymore. And she, she's 20, so it's good. She, she also has to attend an alcohol misuse course. So that's good news, isn't it? So there's a picture of this stupid woman. Because you've seen more and more of it. More and more women getting drunk. More and more women behaving badly. More and more women urinating in the street. Frankly, I mean, I just I can't begin to tell you what, what I would do if, um, if I was in power. Anyway, here is the family. Uh, Rexford Boteng uh, came here from uh, Ghana a few years ago with the family. Uh, he's eight. Well, he was eight. And um, he, he stole a £20 note. So the family were having a meeting to discuss what to do with him. The family were having a meeting to decide what to do with him, OK, because he stole a £20 note. So he's not a very nice person. Sadly, uh, he decided that he didn't really want to face the family, as you can well imagine. And uh, so he goes upstairs and he hangs himself, OK? He's eight years old. It's not over, I'm afraid, for him. The family, before they called the paramedics, decided to take photos of him for the simple reason they thought that the police would think that they killed him. So they took photos to prove that he'd hanged himself and go downstairs and say, you want to see what, what Rexford has done? You want to see what's happened to him upstairs? They go up, they, they take their pictures, and when the paramedics arrive, they, they show them the digital pictures and say, look, that's how we found him. And uh, they, they've said now that he, he, he could have strangled himself. You get, he's eight years old, for Christ's sake. He's eight. How at eight years old do you know about things like this? How terrified do you have to be of your family to do something like that? I mean, you'd have to be pretty scared, wouldn't you? You know, we all, that, that was the one deciding factor in most kids' upbringing. Your mother saying, you wait till your father gets home, and then shutting the door, and you think, oh, my God. And you'd, and you'd look at the door, and, sorry, and you'd, you'd look at the clock, and you'd go, right, it's now 20 past one... Dad's home at six. Right, we've got five hours to win her over. Five hours so that when your father walks in and you know that the... Because you, you, you'd hear... In the, you, you'd be upstairs, you'd hear the car coming up the drive and then you'd hear him, hello, and my mum be the kid. And then the door would shut. And you're like, oh, my God. And then the door would open and he'd come up the stairs. And you think, oh, you didn't do it more than a couple of times. There was no messing around. But... To actually end up taking your life is really quite quite traumatic. For eight years old. For eight years old. I mean, it's, it's absolutely dreadful. Absolutely dreadful. And uh, poor little soul. All over nicking 20 quid. You know, no matter how bad nicking 20 quid is, it's never that bad. It's never that bad, is it? I was delighted that that teacher was cleared the other day. You know, the one accused of, uh, of raping that, uh, that school pupil who lied in court... And she said, I never want to be in a school pupil's company again. I need to go away, have a very large drink and sleep for a week. She was a trainee at this school in Merseyside. The boy told uh, the court that, in fact, they'd had sex after a drunken game of dares. He was lying. It's a bit like the Jeremy Carl show, isn't it? The lie detector said he was lying. But you can't name him. Oh, quite clearly, <clears throat> one of these uh, children uh, who tells lies... I don't know why we should be at all surprised. I see them every day on the street. Did you take that? No. Did you take that? No. Did you take that? Yes. And now they go, they're, they're prepared to go into court, perjure themselves, because they couldn't give a stuff. What difference does it make to them? They're never going to be named. Unfortunately, they put her through hell. 
Absolute hell she went through in court. Did you, did you have sex with this child? No, I didn't. So her, her life completely ruined by some little toe rag who's prepared to stand up in court and claim all sorts of things. Even his friends said it never happened. And you, th- you think to yourself, you wouldn't want to be a teacher in this day and age, would you? There's loads of jobs you wouldn't want, but a teacher is, uh, is one of them. Unfortunately, it's, it's, it's not a good day for, for poor Alex, who does our racing tips. He said, because this is the day Tracy and I made redundant today, after 43 years of combined service, along with four others who have over 80 years with the same company. He said, so if anybody has a job with fat cat pay, teacher's holidays, banker's bonuses and radio presenter hours, I'm your man. I don't know why people go on about radio presenters' hours. I mean, it's really below the belt, I'm afraid. I put in as many hours as, uh, as I'm able to at my age. Bearing in mind, I mean, we don't do eight-hour days. Presenters don't do eight-hour days. That's why we're... Yeah, but, yeah, but, the, but the trouble is, it's a lot more stressful than people imagine. People just think that we get up in the morning, we have a shower, a car picks us up, brings us into work, we maybe have a cup of tea and some porridge, we sit down, we talk about all sorts of things for a couple of hours, and then we go home. It's ridiculous. Wait a minute, hang on. This sounds familiar. Who can that be? Jenny Barnett. Anyway, you see, I mean, if you're as lucky as Jenny Barnett, you know, to do things like that. Uh, Paul says, I work at Gatwick. All flights suspended or cancelled till 7 tonight. I know that what they're having is, um, at Heathrow, they're having a, an inspection at 8.30. The Met Office will, um, will do that one. Fantastic, says Stephen. Cod Wars, collapsed banks, now volcanoes. What will Iceland think of next? I know, do you know, honestly, it, you couldn't make it up, could you? Should we give the money back? No. No, definitely not. Cod Wars, collapsed banks and volcanoes. It is the most volcanic place that you can find. It is, it is volcanic. And they've got these things and they, and because people do tours, you go out there for the, for the geezers and you can sit in a hot, what, geezer? You don't drink the alcohol because it's very expensive, as John Warren will tell you later. But you go there and you sit in a hot thermal spring without realising you're sitting on a volcano. Okay, they don't tell you that bit. They just go, oh, look, it's warm, bubbly, yeah, it's warm, bubbly things. They're going to throw you into the air together with molten lava. I find it fascinating. I mean, don't you just think it's amazing that that when you have these volcanoes, they spring up from under the ocean, and the next thing, there's a new island. I mean, isn't that... Wouldn't you just like to wave a wand and go back millions of years? Actually not. Because I'd have to get up really early in the morning, drag the wife into the cave with the hair, and then go outside and try and make a wheel or something like that, and then do cave paintings, you know. (laughs) Oh, actually, I quite like this idea, actually. But then, I don't know, I'm not too sure when you've got sort of these, these Tyrannosaurus rexes ploughing through your garden. I've just planted Brussels, all right? Don't walk through the blooming garden. I would be eating Brussels. Even even back then, I would be eating Brussels sprouts. <laughs> oh uh, John Warrington is on his way. He says he's overslept, bless his heart. You know why he's overslept? Because, um, uh, because with all the flights, all the people who he's booked on flights, they go, where am I going? You go, you're not going anywhere, all right? You're not going anywhere. 84850, steve at uk. Especially if you've been affected. And don't forget, we weave everything in. This is LBC 97.3. Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. Let me just tell you what the, what the latest state of play is, OK? This is, this is hard and fast rules on if you're flying today. The answer is you're not. Okay, up until seven o'clock tonight, they've said the restrictions will remain in place in UK controlled airspace until at least seven o'clock tonight. Okay, so if you've got a flight booked today, stay at home. You're going nowhere. Okay, this this has actually come from the National Air Traffic Services. However, 
Flights in Northern Ireland and the Western Isles of Scotland to and from Glasgow and Presswick may be allowed up to 1,300 hours UK time, subject to individual coordination. North Atlantic traffic to and from Glasgow, Presswick and Belfast may also be allowed over the same period. They're going to review further Met Office information at 08.30 this morning, and they'll advise on the arrangements that will be in place until 0100 UK time on Saturday the 17th. I mean, in general, what they're saying is the situation can't be said to be improving with any certainty as the forecast-affected area appears to be closing in from the east to west. They'll continue to work closely with uh, airports, airlines and the rest of Europe to understand and mitigate the implications of the volcanic eruption. That sound, phrase sounds very familiar at the bottom one, doesn't it? But uh, So that's what they're going to do. So there's nothing flying until about 7 o'clock tonight. Unless you're up in Northern Ireland and the Western Islands of Scotland and places like that, where it's a patchy service. But in, in truth, from Stansted, from Gatwick, from London, from everywhere, nothing. OK? Nothing at all. As Anthony said earlier on, he, was sort of, he likes to see the, fl- the flights coming in the early hours of the morning. Because you can always spot them, because all the cab drivers whiz up to the airport to get the, the early flights back. But uh, nothing at the moment. So, of course, we're going to have them complaining next, aren't we? You can have all the, all the cab drivers, all the, 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 the companies who actually... Co- <laughs> you can have cab drivers go, well, I go up to the airport every day. Um, I'm a London cabbie. And uh, they always tell us you're London cabbies. And they go, um, I'll go the well, there's no flights, are there? So I'm losing a lot of my business because I'm up there every day of the week. The longer this goes on, the more money I'm losing. My advice is don't ever do the airport. And I'll tell you for why. Because there is, at any one time, about 700 cabs sitting in the feeder park at Heathrow Airport. And what they run up there is the world's biggest poker school. Now, I know this for a fact, because I know lots of drivers. And that's why, when you actually get in the, the cab and you go, Twickenham, I've been sitting here for three bloody hours, and you want to go to Twickenham? They want the flight back to London. They, they want the journey back to London. Because that makes up for the money they've lost in the card school. You can go up there. It's, it's been known for donkey's years. Donkey's years. And I was speaking to a friend of mine the other day. He said, oh, it still goes. He said, well, it's been going on for more years, and I've been actually cabbing. It's very famous. So why bother sitting up there for hours on end if you might as well come back to London and drive around? But all the passengers, nobody going out to the airport, nobody coming back from the airport. OK, so my advice is, and our advice at LBC, don't go up there. Do not go up there. Uh, in the paper today as well, Gavin Henson, who has an astonishing glow about him, the metrosexual who's taking a break from rugby. He's a bit camp for I mean, I'd, to be honest with you, I mean, how many rugby players do you know who sort of, you know, dye themselves and he shaves his legs? Well, actually, the shaving legs bit, I can understand. Because I used to have a trainer uh, when I did the, um, some training years ago. I had a trainer. I had a trainer, yes. And, and I, I went on television as a pair of trainers, one for each foot. And, uh, and I went on, on television and the idea was that people sponsored us to get fit. And uh, we went on there. And my, my trainer shaved every bit of his body. Because he was, he was, uh, it was a bit strange, and uh, he was, <laughs> he didn't shave me. But he, um, he was a cyclist. And if you're a cyclist, you don't want any hair on your leg or anything else, because it, it, it holds you, for some reason, it holds you back. Can't imagine why. So, but he, uh, strange enough for Gavin Henson, who's a bit, a bit girly looking. You know, I mean, he does seem to wear, in all the photo shoots, I've looked at the latest one, he appears to be wearing more makeup than she is, and that's saying something. But he, he is now an alarming shave, shade of Satsuma. That's all you can describe it as. And he just looks peculiar. It's like the other day, they had Frank Lampard out with, hiya, Christine Blakely and her mother. I mean, how old is this girl, for God's sake? Going out with, this is my boyfriend, mummy. Oh, sorry, this is my boyfriend, mummy. I mean, that doesn't sound right at all, did it? Where'd she come from all of a sudden? <laughs> How's your mum? 
<laughs> and so she goes out with her mother. I mean, Christine Blakely must have the mental age of a peanut, I suppose. You don't go out with your mother, do you? And Frank, he was sitting in the front looking as miserable as sin. But what they're saying is now that it's, this is obviously the seal of approval. <laughs> I mean, how old is this woman? How old? He must be sitting there going, darling, listen, I'm only going out with you because A, it raises my profile and B, you're not exactly difficult to pull, are you? Oh, look, look at that. On the plus side of the volcano, Steve... When the ash comes over the UK, there should be some spectacular sunrises and sunsets, says Phil. <laughs> You've all got the gags now, haven't you? You've all, I'm going to hang on to these ones. Steve, says Joe, we wanted cash from Iceland, not ash. I think they're misheard. Can we have some cash? It's coming over, OK? We'll close your flights down. You know, they've really got it in for us, haven't they, the Icelandics? Let's not go there on holiday. Let's kick the... We can't go there. Steve, being Iceland, do we buy one, get one free? Yep. Today a volcano, tomorrow... Two volcanoes. How funny would that be? How funny would... Oh, bad news. I'm so sorry to tell you this. I'm really sorry to tell you this because it's, it's really quite uh, tragic and I know that you'd all be uh, in sympathy with him as well because I am Alex Reed. You remember the, uh, the cage fighter? Whoops-a-daisy, here we go, falling over again. Chipped my nails. And, uh, well, he's cancelled the flight. Uh, fight. He's probably cancelled his flights too. Actually, that's good news. Jordan can stay away forever. Because she's only away for a week. Oh, please, God, it lasts all week. And um, so he's, he's had to cancel, cancel the cage fight because, apparently, poor little Diddums has hurt his leg. And so he can't fight. The bloke he was going to fight is quite clearly pretty upset. Pretty upset. And he said he's a wuss. He said if he wanted to fight, he could fight. But, of course, he's never won a fight in his life. He's been flawed every time because he's not, he's not a cage fighter. I'd, I'd said to you yesterday, I know people what know people. And you could sort him out in seconds. In fact, he was, I think, floored by a couple of lads from Chertsey, part of a, a cage-fighting travelling family. And uh, they have these big fights up at Heathrow Airport in the hotels. And hundreds and hundreds of people go there. And he said, Alex, pff, powder puff. He said, you just blow and he just disappears. So he's had to cancel the fight. Yeah, right. Of course he has. Because he's, he's just not, uh, he's, he's not up to it. I don't like this, this woman, I'm afraid, today. Leah Hale. Leah Hale is beautician. OK, so you know already, we've got bleach blonde hair. OK, we've got fake nails and probably a diamond in the front of our teeth. Big hoop earrings and do manicures. I uh, want to be a page-free girl, but can't be so be beautician. And uh, anyway, she's a thief. What she was doing, she was thieving stolen goods and put them up on eBay. Anyway, when she got caught, being the mamby-pamby country that we are, this is 8,000 quid's worth of stolen gear. Eight grand's worth. Little Leia, beautician, want to be page-free girl, page-free stunner. And um, she, all, all, all she actually got was um, a three-month curfew for fraud. That was it. That's all they gave her. I'd have shoved her in prison, I'll tell you straight away. Anyway, uh, she didn't even have to pay any fines. Why? Because she's £4,000 in debt. So, well, as far as I'm concerned, we go around and we take all her beautician things away. Take your nails away. Take your hair dye away. We take everything away, love. Thieving little toe rag, honestly. So, so the courts in this country, so we get, I ain't got any money. Well, you'd better find it then, hadn't you? Where are your parents? She's only 32. She bragged on Facebook. She was very pleased with the curfew and she called the electronic tag a nice bit of bling. You stupid woman, honestly. Stupid. I'm glad I reported yesterday about the baby elephant uh, being born because I've got a lovely picture of it today. Taking his first faltering steps alongside his medium-sized half-brother and jumbo mum. Aren't they not? What if you could have elephants as pets? 
It would be nice, isn't it? And trying to, little, you'd never get any sleep. You'd be clumping around the house all the time. You'd be forever shoveling up poo and everything. But you would have the best roses in the business. Imagine. What have you bought? We've got an elephant. Lovely. An elephant. <laughs> We've decided to have an elephant. Whee! We wanted a budgie, but we got an elephant. <laughs> Tom in Canada says, a light bulb, porridge and a Mars bar. What more does anybody need as a gift? I know. A light bulb. I've got so many in the boot of the car. I mean, there's a hundred of them in the boot of the car now. I know it's mad, but I'm thinking, it's too big a bargain. I mean, it's too big a bargain. I've, I've given the producer three, three this morning already, light bulbs. And um, she seemed fairly pleased. I was tempted to say 30 pence, but I thought, no, I can't ask her for money. It's too embarrassing. Even though she owes me big time for the DVD player. Yeah, that old chestnut. No, if it was a chestnut, it'd be all right. I could cope with it just being a chestnut. It wasn't. It was a all-singing, all-dancing DVD player worth uh, £80, I think. Uh, don't forget my How Low this morning. Only runs till 7 o'clock. So you've got to be quick on this one. There's no point hanging around. You've got no flights to catch. Uh, there's no, no taxes. You're not going to the airport. Even if you work at the airport, what's the point of going? Who are you going to be talking to? Each other. Imagine all the, all the fast food outlets. Have we got any passengers? No, we've got nobody. Very quiet, though, in London, isn't it? Very quiet. Even the birds are sitting there going, something's wrong. What's not happening? Looking up there going, normally planes at this time of the morning. Why has it all gone quiet? <whistles> you know, they're, they're just twittering away to each other. So, we've got the How Low Reverse Auction. It's a Dell laptop, and it can be yours. This one is wireless-enabled. So you can carry it around town. You can take it anyway. Take it into the, the bedroom, take it into the bathroom, sit with it in the kitchen, take it round to a friend's place. You can take it on an aeroplane. No, you can't take it on an aeroplane. You can take it up to the airport and just wander about all by yourself, looking like little Billy No-Mates. But you can have it anyway for pennies. The person with the lowest unique bid will win the lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. The hammer will come down at 7am this morning. To play this one, to get your hands on it, you text LBC, then your bid in pence, and then send that to treble eight two one. So, for example, if you want to do 91 pence, you text LBC 91 and send it to treble eight two one. Competition ends at 7am this morning. You must be over 16. Entries are limited and cost £1.50 plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for, uh, for full terms and conditions. Steve, I live in Richmond. I've always had problems with black cabs to Richmond. Very sad. Well, of course, I mean, it's, it's, it's local. They don't want a local journey. Until a cabbie told me, I should tell the coordinator I want to go to St Margaret's. I think that means the cabbie can pick up at Heathrow again immediately. Yeah, they have people who stand there now and give them a ticket. And what happens is, if you, if you go to the front of the queue and uh, there's a coordinator and they go, where, where are you going? And the coordinator stands at the front and will say to the cab driver, Central London, St James's Hotel, whatever. In my case, if, if I go Twickenham, and I don't because I, I, I did it years and years ago, but not for ages, you then, the driver gets given a piece of paper and he's got so much time to get you there and to get back to the airport. It's something like 30 minutes. So if he goes 30 minutes, you know, 15 minutes there, 15 minutes back, he can go back into the same point in the queue because he's got his little bit of paper. So that, that's how it works. But they, they absolutely hate it. They absolutely hate things. As you can well imagine, I suppose you've been sitting there for hours, you get somebody going, going locally. Dark chocolate can help people with liver damage. Ooh, fantastic. Better start drinking more, more uh, well, eating more, uh, more dark chocolate. Yes. An elephant, I ask you. Quite mad, you know, quite mad. <laughs> An elephant. <laughs> I wanted a kookaburra. I don't know why, because I knew a song about a kookaburra once. I think we used to sing it in the Scouts. You know, kookaburra sits in the old palm tree, merry, merry, king of the thing, and love kookaburra. Love. And so it was like that. She said to me this morning, she said she was coming up on one of her, she said, oh, and uh, I thought, oh, we'll sit here for days waiting for this one, because sometimes she can't remember. She's going through that strange phase in her life where she starts a conversation, then she wanders off. 
and, uh, or sometimes I want a nod off, I think. And so she'll start a conversation. You go, I was thinking yesterday. I thought, oh God, here we go. So I was thinking yesterday. So I, I went out, went, went to the toilet, came back, brought myself a cup of tea. And she goes, I was thinking yesterday. I said, what? What were you thinking yesterday? And then, and then she'd forgotten what it was she was thinking yesterday. So I, sort of, I kind of gave up with it. it was, you know, I've, I've done my bit. You know, I've, I've sort of given to social services. I've helped them out in the past, knowing that very soon she's going to be with them, hopefully long term. And, and it's just, it just takes forever. She's very, and there's a piece in the paper today. I'd like to send her to Necker. And Necker is, is uh, Richard, where going Richard Branson's island. He's obviously had it all done up uh, because he's invited a film crew in there. And it's, it rents for something like £20,000 a day. Necker. But it's, and it's a fairly ordinary house, but you're in the middle of what can only be described as beautiful, beautiful, beautiful part of uh, the world. Uh, he's also got this underwater plane. And you sit in it, it goes under the water, and you sit, it looks like something out of James Bond. It's absolutely fantastic. He bought this island for 200000 in 78. It's worth untold millions at the moment. Untold millions. So if you want to see Richard Branson's seaplane, Virgin, under the Atlantic... There's a lovely picture in the sun today on page 39. Quarter to six is the time. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast. It's LBC 97.3. News headlines. These are the stories for instant opinion polls. Done in the hours after last night's leaders' debate, rate Nick Clegg as the winner. He joined Gordon Brown and David Cameron for a 90-minute showdown about everything from the economy to the NHS. The majority of flights are set to be grounded across the UK again today until at least seven tonight because of the cloud of volcanic ash. And the party drug methadrone is now illegal. A ban on the substance came into effect this morning. A number of deaths have occurred here in the UK. Let's have a check on the uh, state of the roads and the flights. It's Joe. Thank you very much. Let's start with the flights then, because of that volcanic ash. No flights in... So then she says, uh, I was thinking yesterday... So we went through this. And then she went, you're all very strange, aren't you, you, you presenters? You, you LBC presenters... Said, you're, she said, you're very strange. I said, strange? Hello? You know, what do you mean, strange? She wasn't really sure what strange meant, but she just thought we were all a bit odd, I think. So, from now on, I'm going to be very odd on the programme. I think most producers are a bit peculiar as well, if not short. OK? Just thought I'd mention that. It's not an indication of anybody in particular, but, you know, who am I looking at this morning? Poor old uh, Bob and Pearl were going to Shanghai. To pick up a ship for a cruise to Japan for a birthday tree. Can't quite believe what's happened. You couldn't make it up. You couldn't. As we said before, we wanted cash from Iceland, not ash. And, uh, but we will be getting some spectacular sunsets. Riveting. Not going anywhere. Though. I've forgotten about cruise ships. I've forgotten about the people who are, who are flying out to meet the cruise ships in America or, uh, or in your case, to Shanghai. Never thought about that bit. I just automatically assume that everybody went to Southampton, got on the cruise ship there, but of course you don't because many people pick them up elsewhere. That's not so good, is it? Not so good. I never thought about that. I really hadn't thought about that at all. I didn't. I didn't realise how many people are um, are affected. Paul is uh, stuck in Mumbai. He said the flight is now due to leave at sixteen thirty local time and arrive at two a.m. Saturday. But I have got LBC on my on my PC. Yeah, well, I'm so assuming if it's due to arrive 2am Saturday, you might just be lucky. Or on the other hand, you might not. You might be diverted. I mean, you say it's, it's now due to leave at 16.30 local time. Will it take off, though? If they can't guarantee a time slot, 
Because all these flights have got... They're, they're all timed into places. They've got to be in a certain place at a certain time. And if they can't guarantee that they will be there for that time, or the, uh, the airport can't guarantee it, that I shouldn't imagine the thing will take off at all. Dreadful. Mick says, I will be able to get some sleep after my night shift as I live on the Heathrow flight path. So peaceful now. I never have any trouble sleeping, and I'm on the flight path. I can, as I say, I, I can wave at pilots and passengers where I am. But I've never had any trouble sleeping with the, with the planes. Never had any, any trouble with that at all. Other stories in the paper today. Um, this is, oh yes, you, you've got another child appearing on Britain's Got Talent tomorrow. Her name is Chloe and she belts out a Vera Lynn song. She's going to be doing White Cliffs of Dover. She's a tiny brummy. She blows the judges away. Of course she does. She's ten, for God's sake. I know, fingers and ears, don't sing, love. Because there's nothing worse than children who sing, is there? There'll be blue, but... You know, she said, go away. You know, you feel like pushing a little button and the stage opens up and they just drop into the middle of it. I, I quite fancy that idea. But they've got a kid on the, who plays the, uh, the drums. And, um, strangely enough, Piers Morgan says, oh, it's amazing, you've got a voice of a 40 and 50-year-old. Um, and and uh, Louis Walsh says, I think you could sell records. Well, of course, that's the whole idea. They actually want to sell records, don't they? And... Uh, John says, I had a family in Singapore who were airborne for five hours and turned back. They're still there. So if you're in Mumbai, there might not be any chance of, of flying out at all. We'll try, I'll try and find out a little bit, uh, little bit later on, actually. Um, <laughs> other people who are, cr- who are cropping up in this uh, entertainment programme. There's a couple of ventriloquists. There's some balloon attics. You know, it's where you get men who have balloons, one at the top, one at the bottom, and then they swap them very quickly. Naff is that. Where's the entertainment value? Far more entertaining, do it without the balloons. You know, entertaining for me, anyway. Uh, they've got a bloke who comes on dressed as a leprechaun, and, uh, and they've got a footballer who turned his back on the game and his family has become a break dancer, is one of the uh, stars of it this year. His name is uh, Tobias Mead, and he told how his love of dancing angered his father and brothers. So he does a body-popping routine. I don't know why that would, be, why it would anger fathers. You know, it'd be different if you say, I'm going off to be a ballet dancer, not I'm going to go and do some body-popping. And they've also got uh, two overweight tambourine players. I mean, do, I mean, do these people the stupidest ever? The brief for the programme is, this is an act that is going to go forward and you can appear on the Royal Variety show in front of Her Majesty the Queen. Do you really think two overweight tambourine players are going to make it onto a programme in front of the Queen? I think the Queen's going to be sitting there with Philip going, do you know, they're marvellous, marvellous, these tambourine players. I'm not sure they want to see men taking their clothes off either. Very, sorry, cover this up, the producer's in. I'm going to upset her at this early in the morning. No, don't look. All right? Oh, my... I know. Not attractive, is it? Yeah. Most of it looks like it needs ironing, I'm afraid. Which is not so good. And the good news is that Abby Clancy may look fit... But she hasn't been to the gym for four years. Oh, shame, Abby. Shame, shame. Why don't you just shut up? Shut up. She doesn't do anything. She eats biscuits, chocolate, Haribo sweets. She doesn't even watch what she eats. Yeah, that's great at the moment. But I'm promising you, Abby, because Abby is only 24, that eventually you will start putting on weight. It happens to everybody. It doesn't matter, you know, where you are, what you do. At some point... The weight will go on and you go, oh, I don't know where it came from. It's all these years of being very clever, saying, you know, it's not going to happen, I'm not going to get fat. People do get fat. People do get fat. Uh, answer time, Dave. Cam under cost from PM over overspending. Dodging questions on crime and school. Tory fears as charming Clegg beats their man. And boy, did he beat them. Boy, did he meet them. Are we going to have a wedding this year with Prince William? There's a couple of dates in the diary where they say there could be a Prince William wedding. Buckingham Palace have set aside two dates where there's nothing going on and they're both together. So the rumours are now starting that they're going to get married this year. I don't think it makes any difference. 
I'm more interested in seeing Peter Mandelson dancing with a woman. I find that quite fascinating. And uh, this uh, lady here, I think it was in the Blackpool Tower Ballroom, which is a place you've got to go to, and they get people who go there every day, and uh, Peter Mandelson danced with a woman. And uh, she just said he was very light on his feet. Well, he would be, wouldn't he? He is known as the Prince of Darkness. I think that's what they call him. Uh, More on uh, more people popping up on the television for the auditions. Don't forget, for the first two weeks... It'll be all the uh, the dribblers, and then you'll finally get down to somebody who might have a bit of talent. But these people, where were they last year? If she's ten this year, did she go in for it last year and they didn't put her through? I can't believe she's just gone, I think I'll go in for this now. I'd be very, very surprised. I'm a bit bored with Frankie Sanford. Frankie Sanford is apparently a sitter, a, a sitter, a singer with a group called The Saturdays. Well, you know, she could walk in and start naked now, and I wouldn't have the faintest idea who she was. I really wouldn't know. And uh, she burst into tears, apparently, after being wrongly linked to Ashley Cole and Callum Best. But uh, there she was, uh, chatting to the 3am girls at uh, the West End premiere of Hair. And she has revealed she may get back with her ex-love, Dougie, from McFly. She says, will I get back with him? Never say never. I'm sorry, love, we don't even know who you are. I know you're in a group called The Saturdays, but don't, I mean, you're obviously not working at the moment. I've not seen you on television. I've not seen any new single. Uh, I've not seen... It must be dreadful. I don't know how you survive. What do these people do? What do these people do when, when they're not appearing? It's like Girls Aloud. There's a, there's a picture of the, the very pale one in the paper today. Apparently she went on the lash the other night. And it's all, all went a bit bear-shaped for her. But having seen her in Hello! magazine, I'm quite, uh, I'm quite intrigued by their luxury flat. This luxury penthouse flat, which was the pokiest little thing I've ever seen. Looked like a house conversion to me. And I'm fairly good on these kind of things. Nick Ferrari is broadcasting from the uh, election battle bus, bus and he's uh, going to be uh, in Gravesham. And uh, together with Ed Davey, Harriet Harman and uh, Michael Gove, they'll be there discussing the top stories today. So Nick Ferrari out on the battle bus this morning from 7 o'clock. Not to be missed. Oh, did I tell you what, I got a, a press release the other day from, from an agent saying that we've just signed somebody new to the agency. She's a fabulous personality, a truly lovely girl, a very talented presenter and actress. And who is this person? Gail Porter. Gail Porter. (laughs) A great signing as she has so much potential. For what? She only ever turns up on a few things and talks about her hair falling out, which now it isn't. So it's coming coming back again. And uh, she's a very talented presenter. No, she's not. No, she's not. An actress. Even the producer took issue with that one. She said, she's not an actress. I said, she is, every time she appears on the television. She's acting. She's acting. To be honest with you, this is the girl whose claim to fame is she was projected onto the side of the House of Commons. Do you remember that one? Oh, how tacky was that? Oh, naff, naff, naff. I mean, to be honest with you, I never thought she was a beauty. I never thought she was anything at all. She did a kids' programme uh, on the television ages ago. And it was on Saturday morning with, I think, Tim Vincent and, uh, and Chris... Chris Jarvis. And I just didn't think she was any good. And then, of course, she became a professional mum. And then we had all the books about that. And then she was projected onto the House of Commons. And I thought, oh, dear, that's where the career finishes. And now her hair's growing back. She's obviously thought, you know, I need a new agent. And so she's found one. But fabulous personality and a very talented presenter. And actress is the actress bit we're not sure about. Perhaps she's been in Biker Grove or something. I don't know. There is that uh, chance. Uh, Dawn went to the Adam and Ant gig. Sold out by Wednesday night. Tickets went on sale on Monday. And um, she said, I, I listened to your show from 5am Thursday morning to, and waited to see if you made any comments about the Adam Ant gig and was ready to email in to say it had sold out. But then it got to the end of the show and you hadn't. 
I know, I got so inundated with things like that. She said, but I'm a very happy bunny here. I got my tickets before it did sell out. I thought the tickets would probably go fast. Should be a great gig. Well, listen, good for you. Good for you. The woman who goes to more gigs than anybody. She goes to more gigs than the bands. Now, don't uh, forget, let us know if you've uh, been affected by the flight cancellations. I mean, to be honest with you, you're either going to say, yes, I have, or no, I haven't. And you're not going anywhere till 7 o'clock tonight because they've stopped all the flights from Heathrow. There's no point in even going up there. You do not need to go to Heathrow Airport because there's nothing going on. And it's not till 8.30 this morning that they'll be checking with the Met Office to wait and see what happens. You're far better to stay tuned to LBC. We'll, we'll let you know. If it all of a sudden changes, it's going to be a mad rush, isn't there, for everybody to get up the airport as quick as possible. If they go, right, from 7 o'clock this morning, the flights are going to be back. Everybody mad trying to find cabs. But there's all those people I forgot about earlier on. The cab drivers who uh, who don't have any work this morning. She'll be one one eight four three four. Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. Welcome to Friday. It's called No Fly Day. No fly anywhere. All of the airports quiet in the skies. Very quiet in the skies. And it's amazing how many jokes about Iceland we now have, including, you know, Colleen Nolan and Kerry Katona. We knew they were big in Iceland, but we didn't think they could actually stop planes flying. That was one of the uh, most popular ones. Uh, the other one uh, from Stephen Harlington was, being Iceland, we buy one, get one free. Um, another one that says, uh, Cod Wars, Collapsed Banks, Volcanoes. What will Iceland think of next? And a lot of people saying how nice it is with no planes over London. I feel reassured when I see planes flying over London, I'm afraid. It doesn't bother me in the slightest. I just, I just like to see them. We like to know that they're, they're up there. You know, makes you feel a little bit uh, better. Uh, every volcanic... Ash Cloud has a silver lining, says Nigel. Me and a few friends were due to fly on EasyJet to Faro yesterday, 8am for a five-day golfing holiday. When we got to the airport, EasyJet said go home, all flights are cancelled. Of course we were all very disappointed, but by the end I'd got home, I'd received an email from EasyJet saying you can either have a full refund or rebook within 30 days. However, it's been a right result, because the weather forecast for Faro for the next five days says heavy rain, heavy rain, more heavy rain and thunderstorms. So we're well pleased. We're just going to rebook and go at a later date when it should be much warmer. Actually, I'm surprised because I was watching people talking on the television yesterday. And because it's an act of God, a volcano, they said, well, that they weren't going to get any refunds. So, I mean, you did really well, actually. Very well on that. Uh, Richard, good morning. I didn't watch Come Dine with me this week. There's a horrible big fat bully from Birmingham by the name of Claudine. Odious, loud-mouthed and rude. Where do they get these people from? Well, listen, if I probably an agency, I should imagine, Richard. He says, I'd love to be, uh, love her to be a guest at your dinner table because I know you would put her in a place in a hurry. Oh, there's so many people. Coach Trip is the one that's driving me mad at the moment, I'm afraid. Absolutely driving me crackers. They're the most awful people under the sun. I mean, they, they just are particularly awful on this particular episode. Uh, Dawn says, you've just mentioned some guys with balloons... I told you I went to see uh, one of the London auditions. They were one of the acts I saw. They were called the Cheeky Boys. I know they are called the Cheeky Boys. They're quite old, though, aren't they? Quite old. <laughs> by the way, I haven't actually been to the Adamant gig yet. Bought the tickets on Monday, sold out by Wednesday, and the gig is on the 30th uh, of April. Two weeks today. Ooh, two weeks today. Uh, I must wish a happy birthday for tomorrow to my godson, Nathan. It's his birthday tomorrow. Bless his heart. And I think I bought the wrong birthday card. Because I, I didn't... You don't want to... Yes, one that said you're really old today. I didn't, oh, exactly. I didn't want to buy a birthday card that had his age on it, because I think they look a bit childish. They look a bit, you know, with a big badge with 12 or something. You know, it just looks a bit silly. So I, I, so I just bought a straightforward one, but it said congratulations. 
and inside oh, he said, have a nice time. And, it, and I'm, I'm thinking, I bought him a divorce card or something. I don't know what it... So well, I had to write in it to Nathan, have, have a happy birthday. I had to write the happy birthday <laughs> by you know myself. It? Just about. Hip, hippie both day. And uh, lots of love, Uncle Steve. And did the obligatory putting money in there. Why didn't you just buy a birthday card? Well, because I didn't like any of the birthday cards. Because for boys of 12, they don't do proper... They do silly, They do birthday cards with a racing car on the front. Uh, yeah, that's the Who trouble. Or that? fishing. Yeah, fishing. There was a fish... Yeah. He doesn't fish. He's not interested in racing no. cars. No, you know, no. you just want a straightforward. He's, he's nearly an adult. He's 12, for God's sake. I'm sure there's a Jordan card you could have sent him. Yeah, well, he's not getting that. <laughs> he's not getting that. He's not <laughs> buying him a Jordan card, John. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Reed card. Mr. and Mrs. Reed wishes you a very happy birthday. Yes, and we wish the same back to both of them. I'm you sorry know. I'm late, by the way. But yes. I'm here now. Did you know from your parents? I'm, no, I'm writing the lines. Yes. I will not be late again. Yes. I will be late again. Did you, did you, I mean, I'm assuming that you overslept because <coughs> yesterday you were giving refunds to people on their flight tickets. Well, it's not refunds. The problem is that you just got bombarded yesterday with everybody yeah. who was stuck at the airports because it's not just the flights that leave the United Kingdom and at every What's airport. coming in? It's the planes that were on their way that were no longer allowed to land. So they got turned round. So they had to either go back, or, and there was nowhere to divert to. Normally, if there's a problem in the United Kingdom, mm. you get diverted to Paris or, um, mm. you know, Frankfurt or Amsterdam. But those countries were also affected. If you look at the map that's shown in most of the newspapers today, mm. that ash is covering Norway, Sweden, Denmark, all of us, and into Northern Europe. Well, long-haul flights, are, they're yeah. on their way if they're coming across the Atlantic or if they're coming from the Far East, they're coming across that land. So that was the problem. Yeah. There were all these players that said, no, don't come, don't come, don't come. The early ones yesterday, they came in. I looked up the, the, the other ones, though, the, the other problem is people at the airport in, say, America, yes. waiting for the plane from this country to go there... And pick them up. To pick them up and come back. It hasn't even taken off from here. Yeah, and the, the, what's the, the other thing is, I had a lot of people yesterday saying... I need to go to Dubai. I need to be there by Sunday. Mm. I will buy a new ticket with you. I'll pay business class. I'll yeah. pay first class. Well, you can't. This is no flight. Because it's a point like this, yeah. that when even if you've got all the money in the world, you cannot buy another ticket for the next four days. Because They the... really hate us in Iceland, don't they? They <laughs> really, really do, don't, don't like they? us. Nothing wrong with Iceland. Kerikatona never, ever stops talking about it. We had it. cod wars, collapsed banks, now somebody said volcanoes. What will they think of next? <laughs> Anything to just Anything. disrupt Europe. Yeah. But So you can't buy a ticket with all the money in the world because yeah. the, the priority is given to the passengers that are already in a position to travel. Yeah. So, you know, the poor people that are going on cruises and safaris. Oh, we had that earlier in the morning. They can't get there. You know, that, that's it. Their ship sails. The ship's going to sail if it's yeah. in Miami yeah, and you're in London. Else. Somebody's going to Shanghai to pick up a ship. Yeah. And because they're not flying out there now. Well, then hopefully, in the next day or so, they'll yeah. pick up wherever that ship is. Well, they've said 7 o'clock tonight is at 8.30 they're going to have another Met Office inspection mm, and decide. Check. But they, they think till 7 o'clock tonight. Mm. Uh, nothing will be flying. So the advice is, don't go up to the airport if you've got a flight this morning, because nothing's taking off. I promise you, nothing's coming in, nothing's going out. So don't waste your time and the no. kids or anybody else. You will get a full refund. On oh, a... will you? Because they were saying yeah, all the, no, no. the other day, because it was an act of God, well, that they weren't... I mean, it is an act of God, a volcano. Yeah. You can't... Well, I suppose you, you can actually predict when it's going to happen. You can't predict the winds that will take the, no, the ash the direction. over there. No, yeah. the It's not. It is an act of God, really. It's like everything. It and is. it is... The... I'm an act of God. <laughs> 
Yes, you should be. The wrath of God. <laughs> the wrath more of God. Like. Yes, exactly. And I think if you have got a ticket to, to travel, you can. You, what will probably happen? You can either put it in for refund because they can't operate the service, yeah. or you will be able to change it for another date to the same destination right. at a later time. Oh, it's okay. Yeah. So you know, it's not all loss here. It's not all. I mean, it's it's not just the passengers. We, we thought earlier on about all the cab drivers who go up to the airport in the morning and wait there for the flights. The mm. people who make their living doing the airports. The good news is that the illegal minicabs won't, won't be operating at all, so they'll be losing the money, so that's good. No, but the people that clean Heathrow won't have anything to do today because there won't be any paper or mess there, because there yeah. won't have been any people. Yeah. Because it's just like a, a wasteland, isn't it? Yeah. But, you know, you say that about Iceland. It, its strategic position in the North Atlantic is very, very interesting. First of all, for some strange reason, they're on the same time as us, which yeah. I never understand, because when you go there in the winter, yeah. it doesn't get light till noon. You're having breakfast in the dark and lunch in the dark. Yeah, but when we went to Iceland... Uh, sorry, the Arctic Circle. Ah, that's we, different. We, we, we were permanently dark. Yes, but that's because it's... That's much further north. Iceland isn't. It's in the I middle of the Atlantic. I had trouble finding my room some nights. Really? When the bar was open, I had yes. trouble finding my room. It was terrible. It was. It was, it was permanently... Not, not dark, but... It's overcast. Dark. It is dark. And the sky is pink up there, isn't it? It doesn't really go black. I it goes dark red. Drink. I never had that. Yes, you me. did. I didn't so. Only because right. you couldn't afford to. <laughs> it is true. That's like Reykjavik. <laughs> yeah. You can't that's... afford to drink in Reykjavik. No, it's so expensive. Very expensive. And they just eat food. Oh, sorry, fish. Oh, horrible, horrible. But you can sit in a thermal spring. How lovely. If, of course, you can go there. So everything's going to collapse at the moment. But except the headlines, which we have for you now. With Sam Pittis. Good morning, Steve. A series of polls rate Nick Clegg as the winner of last night. Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. 18 minutes past six is the time. Uh, ben says, my church used to give away low-energy light bulbs to the local community. Will you shut it with the energy light bulbs? You can give them away now. I've got a hundred in the boot. I know. I thought you'd have a little stall afterwards. Do you know, I was talking with the strand. idea of 10p, but I thought I'd give them to people as presents. Hang on, how much do you pay for them? 10p each. Oh, so you're not even making a profit? No, I'm just, listen, out of the goodness of my heart, John. You know, people have got enough to worry about with, you know, Iceland and its problems and no flights. So uh, the least I can do is offer a low-energy light bulb. I think that's very kind of you, actually. But I can see you with a nice little stall. Like we had a jumble sale at the club yeah. last week to raise funds yeah. for Amnesty International. You could have a nice little well, two, two girls in stains the other week. They were obviously having what they what kids do sometimes, which is like a little garage sale. And they sat outside with two two trestle tables. Mm. Unfortunately, on the road that they were on, there was nowhere to park, so people just whizzed past them. And they were sitting there with an, an assortment of dollies Aww. and some things. And they were sitting there quite happily, sort of sipping their orange squash. <laughs> and I looked at them and I thought, when I was little, I used to do that. And people would go, how much is that? And you go, it's a penny. And they go, well, I'm not paying a penny. You, go, uh, you can have it for a halfpenny. <laughs> <laughs> and you sell all your little toys. I mean, it's quite sweet when you think about it. I would it. have thought you would have been the one that said, but you can't buy it because it's not for sale because that's my favourite one and I've decided yes, exactly. not to sell it. I remember when, when the, the Golden Girls had a garage sale and they decided, they got all this stuff out and then they decided they didn't want to sell it to anybody. <laughs> I want it. I can't they, give so every time somebody came and said, I'll buy that. Well, you're not having that. That's my favourite toy. In fact, there's, there was a, there's been a programme on uh, there was, uh, the last couple of nights mm. and they put a family into a house and the house has a different date every day that they live in it. A and date? A different date. Different so dates. last night they were in a house that was that started, the time in the house was 1980. Oh, right, yes, I know, I've seen those, yeah. And all the house was decorated in the, as if it was in the 80s. Oh, lovely. And they bought them in a television, which only had three channels. Oh, and bliss. it was a very, and the children couldn't work out. The t- it was very, very good, because they gave them a VCR which is a video cassette recorder for all our younger yes, listeners. Yes. And then they gave them um, a Betamax tape, oh, yes. which, of course, won't work with a VCR, because yes, yes. that was VHS. Well, Betamax, so they sent the dad out to go and get videos. Well, this poor man 
<laughs> drove in the night all around all these video shops, which we call we still call them video shops. Yes, don't we? it's still called video. We don't shops. have them anymore. We have we have a blockbuster, but that's it. But do they sell videos? I doubt it. I've this man no couldn't idea. find one. He eventually found a man, an independent one, right. and he bought five for a pound and brought them home. The videos, yeah, blank videos, and they gave them. Yeah, no, 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 oh, no. films, films to watch. Best place to go: car boot sales. You can't yeah. give videotapes away. I've got. Hundreds, Survive. hundreds of films, and I'm not getting rid of them because it forms part of the Steve Allen Foundation Library collection. <laughs> and uh, so they're not going. I've anywhere. heard your house will fall down if you get rid of your it. It will. Tapes. It's propping up the walls in many. <laughs> it's in many like a case. steel that holds it all up. But it's a very good program if you watch it. And I yeah. think that it's continuing, and every night they're doing a different. You know, they move a year, and then yeah. as the year changes in the house, they bring them a bit of new technology. We used to have. I remember years ago. Getting so old on this program, but uh, we didn't. We didn't have carpet up the stairs. It was well. It was carpet up the middle of the stairs. Got a runner. Yeah, like a runner, but mm. painted either side That's of right. it. And used to have those rods that held it, kept it into the tread, didn't you? That stretched yeah, we just had nails bang through it. Oh, you put nails. Rods. I think we might have had nails yeah. as well. I think posh people had the rod with the two balls. Yeah. That and you would paint. I remember once in our in our dining room, my father bought a, a rug because mm -hmm. people didn't have their houses carpeted. I mean, when we had hall stairs and landing done, it was quite a day. And it was fitted. It was called it was fitted carpet. Fitted carpet. And, and it went the, on gripper rods and everything. And only the rich. They still put it on gripper rods. Yeah, but yeah, but we'd never seen it before. Heavens above, mm. you know. We, we we were sort of brought up to live in a shoebox. But you had uh, a square of carpet. Yes. And then your mum would polish the outside. No, they put tiles around the outside, self-adhesive tiles. tiles. So it made it look like the whole room was actually tiled, but it wasn't because if you lifted up the carpet, it, it was finished. only one tile around the outside. Yeah, the carpet was because they couldn't afford both. No, it was very expensive. Though. Very expensive. Very very expensive. And we had a separate dining room. We were very. Posh. You were extremely posh. We were very rich, actually, and we had a hostess trolley. <laughs> no, how, how rich is don't that? Don't talk about your mother like that. I know, I'm so sorry. <laughs> we I'm never so... had a hostess trolley or a separate dining room. Oh, did you not? No, we ate in the kitchen. That was our dining all, room. All 22 of you, big family. No no contraception. <laughs> Just sort of a big family, I'm afraid. Uh, we were talking earlier on about having an elephant as a, as a pet, uh, and Rita says it would be quite good having a, an elephant as a pet, because you could send it out on its own for a walk. It would never forget where it lived. Good idea. Because if it came back, I'd have to move. And of course, elephant poo is very good for your garden. Yeah, okay. In fact, people go to London Zoo to oh, get elephant poo because yeah, it's a right, very good right. fertiliser. Yeah, they do. I know they sell bags of it, but I mean, people are eating their breakfast at the moment. Not, you know. not necessarily. Anyone who's sensible is just cuddling under their duvet. Yeah. They, yeah, in Finsbury Park the other day, they were giving away horse manure. Really? Yes, yeah. well, the producer people got it. six sacks home. She's filled up the sitting room with it. It's marvellous. She's piled it all up in the corner. She's now got no friends. <laughs> Poor soul. But she's got fabulous tulips. She's going to make a mud hut. <laughs> live in a mud hut. She, she wants to go native. She's, she's, she's gone vegetarian. Now she wants to go native. Very handy if you live in Iceland and there's an, a volcano erupting. Yeah. All that mud. It might protect you. But the trouble is, I mean, I don't know why people are surprised. I know it's the first time it's ever happened, but I mean, it's. What? But the whole, the, we've stopped all the flights. Oh, yes, it's the first time ever. For something that's happened. A long, long way away, and you think not that far away. Well, I think it's quite a long way away. It's only halfway between here and New York. Well, I've never been there. All kinds of. It's wonderful. Still four years. On I'd the plane. love to see you in the Blue Lagoon. Yes, many would. Yes, perfectly face down. <laughs> I suspect all that sulphur. Yes, uh, Steve, have you heard the reviews about the Whitney Houston concert? Yes, I mean it was they. They were subject to an awful lot of problems. I'm afraid in the Whitney Houston concert. Uh, Beryl says, "Why do we watch Coach Trip? They're a nasty lot, but I just have to watch." Uh, say hello to my husband, Andy, and his brother stuck in Russia. Good. Oh, yes. And Stuart says, bet the BA cabin staff are loving this. Another few days off for them. <laughs> well, actually, it's, it's not so funny for BA cabin crew. No, because it's terrible. 
Oh, be quiet, Stephen. Very shame. <laughs> because if you're on a trip and you're yeah. expected to come home for yeah. the weekend, have to stay lounging around in your five-star hotel. Your or, plane or, has already left, yeah. and you're on, and it's, and your your yeah. whole roster goes out. And how are you going to cope? Really, you just have to go to the minibar <laughs> again, won't you? There's a lot of freight that flies. <laughs> you're so wicked. As well. And also, of course, there are yes. bodies that are sitting at Heathrow, willing to, willing to, or not willing to go anywhere because there aren't any planes. They just have to sit there, you know. Dead bodies. Can, yeah. Well, they fly them in and out, because remember we had that couple who turned up with their father who died, uh-huh. and uh, they were trying to get him onto the plane. Yes, but the poor man wasn't even in a coffin. No, I know. I think you are supposed to put them into a coffin. I think there's rules about <laughs> yes, it. or ashes. Because when my auntie Enid goes, we're just putting her out for the rubbish. It's so much easier <laughs> that way. We don't want to spend the money. I've got a skip lined up for auntie <laughs> skip. Enid. You won't get rid of skip. One of those orange ones. You know, she clings on year to year, my auntie Enid. I mean, every year we do everything in our power to help her on her way to the happy hunting ground. We've turned the heating off. We've taken the windows out. We've done everything. And still she survives, ladies and gentlemen. How does she do it? Why does she do it? It's a spite. It's a spite. <laughs> my favourite, though, was still years and years ago. We all, we all turned up there. And... Um, and we actually sort of packed her bags for her, took her down to the front door. We had a taxi there and everything else. And all her little bags, she went down, she stood, she put a little hat on her head. And then the taxi drove off and we all shouted, April Fool! <laughs> <laughs> she thought she was going home, bless her. You know, her. you'll never go to heaven. No, I don't want to go to heaven. I've been many, many years you, ago. I'm too old now. You certainly won't if I'm on the door. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a how low, it's a Dell laptop. And believe you me, if there's one thing I want at this precise moment, it's a new Dell laptop. Because my one's slowed down so much now. I I've mean, got a Dell laptop. We use them at work. Oh, do you? They're yeah. fabulous. It's, I know, but my, my one at home has gone slow. I've had it so long that I think now inside, it's, it's, the, the hamster on the wheel has given up. So you can win a new one today. Well, maybe you should go in for it. I can't. I'm not allowed to, Well, apparently. we'll pretend it's someone else. Yeah. I'm, I'm hopeless at these competitions. Some people are very successful at winning these, and it's, it's not difficult. Because this one's got 160 gigabytes of hard drive. Very nice. Plenty of room to store your music, videos, and all your important little documents. Uh, the person with the lowest unique bid will win. The hammer's going to come down at seven this morning, so you've got 34 minutes to go. Lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. That's what you're looking for. So, to play, you text LBC, followed by your bid in pence, which would be... 16p. 16p. So you put LBC. Don't, don't go for John's. You know, pick one yourself. 17 right. or 15 or something. Yeah. Uh, so you, you text LBC... 16, in his case, and send that to treble 821. This competition finishes at 7am this morning. Don't have to wait all day. Must be over 16. Entries are limited and cost £1.50 plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. It's a lovely, lovely thing there. Lovely, lovely. lovely I wish I could win it. I really do. Um, a lot of people are talking now about um, celebrities who have boobed by going braless. This is after... Uh, Jane, the other day, Jonathan Ross's wife, oh, went yes. braless. And, uh, I mean, my auntie Enid has got braless on occasions. And, I mean, frankly, it's just down by her knees, poor soul. I mean, she's 87 now. And uh, much will give her two wheelbarrows to push them around in. There are a lot of people who are 27 who, uh, who are in the I same know. position. See, and they people still think wear it's actually great to have big boobs. But the tra- any woman will tell you, A, it does your back in most of the time. B, it's, you know, I mean, men, just imagine having those... Inf- well, I know many of you could, but, I mean, just imagine, you know, two enormous things in front of what you it would all be day. Like. Yes. But we're built differently, men, to carry weight. Our weight is... I don't know. Have you seen James Max recently? He's not <laughs> built differently. <laughs> I saw him on Sunday, actually. Did you see him Sunday? Yes. Of he course was... you did, because yes, you were in on Sunday. I was in on Sunday. Yeah, he was bright. He was very bright and cheerful. cheerful. He is, isn't he? He's yes. in shape. I, I, I think it's the diet he's on at the moment. Is, is he on a diet? He's on the hay diet. He was eating a Kit Kat. Sorry? I thought I saw him eating a Kit Kat. He was eating... Oh, a Kit no, Kat, maybe not. Was he? Maybe he it wasn't shouldn't him. really be eating a Kit no, Kat. No, maybe really. not. No. Perhaps it was in his mind. Yes. 
mind you, actually quite 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 a nice idea to eat a Kit Kat. But anyway, so they've got all these different people who have, who have gone braless. Uh, and who, who are who, they? It, well, people like Misha Barton. Oh, yes? I don't even know who Misha Barton is. She's an actually. actress. She oh, used right. to be in the OC. Oh, right, yeah. Lindsay Lohan. Oh, God, I can't bear Patsy Kensett. <gasps> oh, I like Patsy. Cheryl Cole. Kirsty Gallagher. Are the other ones who droop on oh, the Because Cheryl Cole wouldn't be in there. She has to be in every list, doesn't she? Yeah, she, she is in every I'm list. I'm surprised she didn't set off the um, volcano in Iceland. <laughs> exactly. I mean, she's done everything let's, else. Let's blame it on her. Yes, it's all let's, Cheryl's it's fault. It's all Cheryl Cole's <laughs> fault. I like that idea. Okay, listen, we'll take uh, a very, very quick break. More of your texts and emails in a moment. And uh, two birthdays to celebrate, apart from Nathan, who celebrates tomorrow, who I think is going to be 12. But as I say, don't laugh at the card, Nathan, for goodness sake. I mean, I just can't find anything that is suitable for somebody of your mature years. There's nothing for my years either, I'm afraid. This is LBC 97.0. As I say in the paper today, uh, most of Britain, we are inundated with advice from agony aunts telling us how to perform better in bed and leap from the wardrobe and dress up as a banshee and all the rest of it. Apparently, most people would just rather have a cuddle. You know, people like cuddles. Cuddles don't cost anything, which is quite nice. Anyway, let's cuddle and embrace a racehorse this morning, because uh, Sam Pitt is a shambles, says Alex. An absolute shambles, what? the whole thing. Well, a shambles. I mean, he says here, I mean, that they couldn't find anybody to front the selections, and uh, they've not discovered the new technology of email. They could have emailed over. But anyway, the final straw, Sam returns, and the sporty boys passed on the selection of Luna Victory in the 520 at Newmarket. Mm -hmm. Same race as my selection. Remarkably, Luna Victory ran in the 520 at Newmarket, but on Wednesday... And even more remarkably, came eighth out of ten. So picking a runner the day after they run is beyond <laughs> the skills of the sports department. Phenomenal. He said it's not good <laughs> enough. And today, of course, is the day that uh, Alex and Tracy get made redundant after 43 years with the same company. So they're not exactly feeling in the best frame of mind. Well, uh, okay. I, the, uh, the horse uh, picking there from the sports uh, yeah. centre, I, I would like to say that, I, uh, uh, that that's my responsibility and I apologise, but yeah. uh, it's nothing to do with me. I wash my hands. Okay? Yes, exactly. Okay. Blame somebody else and go and hang them later. So the horse that should have ran Thursday, in fact, ran Wednesday yeah. and still came eighth. So marvellous, isn't it, really? Marvellous. So, uh, was that Alex... Luna Land... What was it called, Luna? Oh, Luna my. Victory. Mm. See, Luna Landscape is what Iceland is always compared to. Yes, but it's not racing, is it? No. That's <laughs> the trouble. We well, might be racing out of well, the Well, Alex had had Diam Queen. Yeah. And out of 12 yeah. running, it came 11th. I mean, hardly even a horse. <laughs> you know, I've, I've, seen, I've seen quicker budgies. Might as well have been running on Wednesday. Might as well have been running on Wednesday, or in fact, any day. Mm. In fact, the volcanic ash was quicker. <laughs> yes, the volcanic ash was a lot quicker. <laughs> if only we could ch make it into the shape of a horse, we'd be there. Well, it could, we could be doing that by later today. Yes, well, unfortunately, I mean, at, at this rate, Sam Pitt has been coughing up, you know, for... Uh, all sorts of things, I'm afraid. Total loss now, £13.15. <laughs> but Alex has still got a total profit of £12.15. So here is your last chance today. Right. Last chance. 7.50 at Cheltenham. Tiger O'Toole. OK. <laughs> Well, uh, there are six race meetings today. They go over the flat at Thirsk, Newbury and Kempton. The National Hunt events are being held at Air, Cheltenham and Utoxeter. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to Cheltenham, though, the five o'clock, and De Boitron, I think is uh, how you say it. De what? De Boitron. Oh, you speak French. Oh, oh, really? Do I? Where did oh. you learn that? Uh, from the sports centre, so uh, that's, uh, <laughs> that's always questionable. <laughs> I'm assuming that's the five o'clock at Cheltenham today. Yes, well, but probably not. It was probably last Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll find out. We'll find out tomorrow. Oh, well, good luck. Yeah, well, I'm going to need it. No, we won't find out tomorrow. We'll find out find on out Monday. Monday. Yeah, yeah. Monday. Tomorrow's today. Saturday. Yes. Yeah. Well, have a good weekend. Yes, but... Oh, right, that's it. OK, fine, all right. Yeah, OK, well, fine. Nice to talk to you as well. Have yeah, a good weekend. Quickie. And you. Bye. Man, a few words. Definitely no, no porridge heading in that direction. It's disgraceful picking horses have already run. <laughs> but trying to fiddle the system, <laughs> isn't it? Give him a chance. It's awful. Uh, they were talking in the uh, papers today 
Paul Richard Littlejohn is in his column about the uh, family from Anglesey claiming forty two grand a year in welfare benefits. Oh, we no go. shame of this ghastly family at all. And uh, <clears throat> worse <clears throat> is truly frightening. He said is that the children are being brought up to believe the state will provide. So in other <clears throat> words, you know, the girls will get themselves pregnant. They'll be going for the handouts. I mean, no. I would stop benefit immediately. Immediate. I'm sorry. There's no reason why this woman cannot get out there and work. No reason why her husband can't get out there and work. Take away the benefits. Absolutely. Get out there. Do something. Stop them immediately. Yeah. Just say that's it. No more. Well, you're going to see them all on Britain's Got Talent tomorrow. I've already pointed out that there's bound to be at least one or two benefit scroungers who turn up on the television who quite clearly couldn't care less. Isn't that the Jeremy Kyle show? Well, they're on there as well. <laughs> they're I know. on there every day. Yeah, but the difference is what they do is take take the ones from the Jeremy Kyle show who couldn't sing and stick them on Britain's Got Talent. As long as they can juggle. As long as they can actually <laughs> juggle one benefit here and one child here, yes. they're all right. Which is the same thing, isn't it? Yeah. Dreadful. I see that, strange enough, there's a picture in the paper today. It's a very odd, I don't know what they're saying here, but it's a picture of uh, Shane Ritchie, very funny man, very funny, uh, out on the town with Michelle Moan. Who's Michelle Moan? Michelle Moan. Terrible She name. was the uh, woman who came up with, uh, with Ultimo. Ult- she's the Ultimo, the bra uh, boss. All right. And they were pictured out the other day, taking a stroll in Soho on Wednesday night, arm in arm. And, uh, and a, a, a spokesman for Shane Ritchie, because quite clearly they, these people <coughs> cannot speak for themselves. No, they always says, have a uh, Because he's generally tactile. Well, he's got his hands in his pocket. She's got her arm through his. You know, and, and what they're saying is he's actually married. She's actually married. They both appeared on a television show, an ITV reality show called 71 Degrees North, a celebrity reality show based on a North Pole expedition. That's all we've got on television now. Reality shows. Reality, it's ridiculous, that's all isn't it? We do. But they were out on the town. I mean, you'd have thought, you know, <clears> to <throat> stop any gossip, both go out with your respective partners and go out as a foursome. I don't know, preach to the converted, but I mean, Shane Ritchie is a bit long in the tooth yes. to be sort of doing this kind of thing. He knows how it works, the business. If you go out publicly and start walking around with a woman who has got her things on display like this, you're going to be photographed by somebody. Well, of course. You know, and it's you don't obvious, want any gossip it? to start, but because uh, Shane's only just <clears throat> got married to his wife. Yes, well, they're probably just good friends. Yes, well, absolutely they are. They just went out for a meal together, but they're just good friends. Why don't they all go out? But you see, if they'd have been really, really important celebrities, they would have been invited to Heston Blumenthal's programme. So, like Ulrika Johnson was. Well, the, the one I saw this week, it was the, the theme was fairy tales. So he was going to create a fairy tale meal. All right. And goodness, did he create it. It was unbelievable. Where he kind of he went to Austria oh, to lovely. kill a wild boar so he could do oh. a wild boar's head, oh, and then he took all the innards yeah. out, all the brain, oh, and then he stuffed no. it with all this stuff, and it all had to be burnt. All the fur has to be burnt. Oh, it's, if you're a vegetarian, you wouldn't want to watch this program. But he created the most was amazing stuff with pine nut kernels or something like that. Because <laughs> it was sort of <laughs> like that. I think what's that? What's that sort of mushroomy thing that's very rare that you get? Truffle. Oh, truffle. Yeah, truffle. He was using all these, and it was all oh. incredible. And he did a wonderful. Uh, you'd have liked the how he laid the golden egg. You know, the the, the goose that laid the golden egg and yeah. the Jack the Beanstalk and all of that. And he made these two beans, and he had them especially coloured. He went to the place that do jelly beans. Oh, so right, they yeah, learn how to do them. Jelly bellies. The only thing that it was that he didn't tell the people until after they'd eaten it was inside the golden egg, which had been sprayed in real gold, this beautiful oh. white chocolate egg, inside were two beans. And they were quite big beans, and they were coloured red and black, and they looked fabulous in the egg. Right. So they, the egg was <clears throat> presented, and they m- melted the egg oh, right. with this sauce, and then to reveal the beans... But the, be- the beans were chicken's testicles. 
And they apparently they were quite delicious. They were. They were. And it was an amazing thing that he did. Yes. Sounds riveting. I went all through my local takeaway and there wasn't a sign of no chicken McTesticles I was looking for. We always wondered what turkey twizzlers were, didn't we? (laughs) I got a bit worried about that one. Oh, how horrid. I I wouldn't eat anything that I didn't know what it was. I'm sorry. I could sit there looking at stuff. I'll move it around the plate. If somebody goes, it's this. I'm not eating it. You're not? No, I wouldn't eat anything like that. Well, I just wouldn't. I'm just, just, just not my sort of thing. I'm a little bit funny, I'm afraid. I've just realised that the the singer tomorrow, who you're all going to like, is called Chloe Higginbottom. She's the one singing. She's the ten-year-old who's going to be singing. I like the name. Yeah, Chloe Higginbottom. And she's going to yeah. be on Britain's Got Talent. Is she? Yeah, and they, they, they've got a woman with a parrot on her shoulder and a woman with a dog. I don't like Britain's Got Talent very much. Well, I, I just feel for the first two weeks it is like laughing at people. I'm afraid. Well, it's just the same as the old auditions that they used to do on the X Factor, isn't it? The same old, same old. How mm. many times do we have to see people doing them, making fools of themselves? Mm. Joey and Croydon. The Act of God issue prevents people claiming on their travel insurance. It's got nothing to do with people claiming refunds from airlines. Well, if they cancel a flight, that's what most people do. But the airlines will say it's not our fault the flight was cancelled. Well, yes, but they won't. They'll never do that. They'll never do that. They will give you your money back because they couldn't operate the service, even though it wasn't their fault. Yeah. And so they will give you your money back if you can't travel. Or they will certainly allow you... They'd much rather you change it to a different date. Yeah. I mean, for example, in in January, when we had all that snow, you know, that that closed Luton and Stansted and Heathrow and everything else, the airlines gave the money back. If if that was the only time you could go to Istanbul, they'd have to give you your money back. They couldn't operate the service. I do feel so. But mind you, still, there are some people sitting up at the airport. I think they're waiting for the film crews to turn up. I think they go there and the kids cry, cry, cry. Oh, fabulous, <laughs> it? doesn't it? make it go away. And in the corner of the terminal, there's bound to be a teddy all by itself, left there by some poor child who went home traumatised because we couldn't get the beast. People asleep on the floor. Why do they sleep on the floor? Why don't they just go and book into a hotel? Well, because there aren't if there are all those loads of hotels around the airport. Yes, but they're full up with all the people well, then that got put there earlier. Two people in a room. People can double up in bed. Listen, <laughs> needs must share a bed with somebody. Meet somebody at the airport. Take them back to the hotel and share a bed. Don't understand what the problem is. Dear me. I think that's wishful thinking on your part. Well, it probably is wishful thinking on my behalf. I mean, that's a great way of meeting people, I think. It's quite interesting, isn't it, that the the ash came on the day of the big debate. So it must have taken the onus off that very, very... Well, it certainly did on all the news channels. It was certainly, on even on every newspaper today, Mm. um, the front pages, it's all about the ash and not very much about the great TV showdown. Honestly, I did watch Ash and it was quite interesting... Don't you? Know, I know this is a, an election-free you know, zone. Somebody said this morning, quite rightly, why are they coming up with all this? We're going to do this now. Yeah. Why have they not been telling you this for well, ages and ages? And they why haven't they up, done it already? Well, they haven't done it because they're sort of they're now trying to win elections. Yes. So they're all going to promise you whatever you want to hear. The interesting thing is the producer. You know, discount for shorter people. <laughs> Can they climb up into buses? You know, are they? They're telling you whatever you want to hear. They can climb up and She should be paying less people. for clothes. It com- She's not using as Why? much material as other people. Oh, you know. it's rubbish. Well, I'm sorry. I think she's spending a small fortune in Primark. There's no VAT on clothes, are there? Oh, no, children's clothes children's don't have clothes, VAT. Children's clothes, yeah. Well, yeah, but she does get the VAT back. She does go to mother care and, <laughs> yeah. go and spend it on tequila <laughs> she afterwards. Puts it, puts it through expenses. <laughs> exactly, yes. But, but the interesting One thing small was, doll's outfit. The, yesterday, <laughs> all they were talking about was how nervous the three were. I'm and not I, interested in how nervous, nervous they are. I don't care. But how can they be nervous? 
they're, they're going to run the country. Because have if they appear the overconfident, Nations. then the public won't warm to them. Television is very warming. If you watch Yes, Prime Minister, at one point they actually put, put Jim Hacker on the television. And the, uh, the producer of it says, OK, right, now, uh, will you be wearing your glasses? And he goes, well, I need to. He says, yeah, but that, that makes you look a little bit studious. Maybe you're not going to appeal to the right audience. Take the glasses off. You're going to be wearing that jacket, are you? Perhaps a more casual jacket. You know, everything is thought of from the clothes, the tie, your demeanour. Do you lean on the box in front of you? Do you, do you put your hands behind your back? Are they in your pockets? Have you got your arms folded? Mm. Everything says something about your yes. body language. <clears throat> and that's why Nick Clegg won, because he looked the most relaxed. He did. And, he, uh, and, but, and David Cameron, the, the woman that was looking at the, the body language, said that he had stepped back from the podium, yeah. whereas Gordon Brown was hugging it. So it was completely different. That was me. That was you. That was my alarm going off Woo! to tell me it's time to get up. It's quarter to seven, John. It's Friday. <laughs> and it's Crackerjack. Anyway, short break. Quarter to seven. And uh, poor old John said we were all so posh and had a separate dining room and often giggling to myself as my as a rude word emerged from my mother's lips as she pushed the hostess trolley into the room. It caught on the tiles and the plate shot off the top of it. <laughs> we used to love our host. We thought we were so posh. I've got friends who still got one. They don't use it, though. Not surprised. Quarter to seven. News headlines with Sam Pittis. Thank you, Steve. A series of polls rate Nick Clegg as the winner of last night's first... Twelve minutes to seven. I'm just reading about this this poor gifted pupil. This is uh, Agnes uh, Sina Ikaoju, who was talking to friends in a takeaway on, on <coughs> Wednesday night in Hoxton when two youths rode up to, on mountain bikes. One of them fired a shot through the window. And then they didn't run away. They just casually wandered away. I know. And you think... Are these people ill? Well, they, they must be, to do that. I mean, what is... I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, you know, oh, I don't know what the what, answer is. Why would you do that? Police just... sources said the gang feud theory is one of several lines of inquiry. Gang feuds? God, I tell you, my day, we were oval teenies. You know, um, sometimes we, we had a little bit of a ruck with the Secret Seven Society, <laughs> and that was about it. I think I put mud in someone's letterbox once. But it was dry mud. Oh. I was very naughty. I just on Amanda, holiday. This, this DVD of London coming awake in the morning at six o'clock, people on buses. And on a Saturday night, they film at Piccadilly Circus with people going home on buses. Mm. There's nobody urinating in doorways. There's nobody falling over drunk. There's no, no vomit. girl squatting in the, in the gutter. There's no people vomiting. People just sitting on the bus. There's no fight. There's no nothing. Mm. People just going back. And all of a sudden, we've got this bloody yob culture everywhere where we've got dr Leicester Square this morning. I walk up this alley here. I was surprised I made it to the front door. There's three police vans. There's... Fifteen police officers there questioning three youths who looked as though they'd walked out of a nightclub because they weren't wearing anything like, you know, that reflected how cold it was outside. And, and they're just wearing little T-shirts <clears> and being questioned. And, I, and you think, yeah, why, why can't we just go back to what it was? Because you can't. And there's always people who've been sick. Always oh, people have been always sick. Always people have been oh, sick. Everywhere. I mean, even, even uh, last week on that Sunday morning that I was wandering yes. around, um, there were, I stepped over piles and piles of it. Do you know what the thing is? But people do it. They don't even feel guilty about no, it. No. You would think, oh, God, I'm going to have to cover that up. Someone might no, step in it. No, they don't. No. They just leave it and go. Like, wash and go, it is. Yes, but they did wash and go. <laughs> uh, right, very quickly, you've got uh, ten minutes left on the How Low. It's the Dell laptop. You've got to be quick. Ten minutes. Come on, it'll be yours this morning. And it could be you, talking to you. Lowest unique bid will win. This one's got 160 gigabytes of hard drives. You can keep your music on there. It's wireless enabled. It's got all singing, all dancing stuff. It's fantastic. Uh, to play this one, because the hammer's coming down in nine minutes, you text LBC, then your bid in pence. So, for example, if you want to bid... 14 pence. 14 pence. <clears throat> you text LBC, 14, and send it to treble eight two one. Competition finishes nine minutes time now. Eight, 
Uh, no, sorry, t- ten minutes. Well, there's a clock going backwards here. Ten minutes time. Got to be over 16. Entries are limited and cost <coughs> £1.50 plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. Good luck, because it's, it's a nice... As I say, I wish I was winning it this morning. And a very happy birthday for tomorrow... I know it's for tomorrow, but I'm not here tomorrow. And Dan is celebrating his birthday tomorrow. He said, uh, I know you're not on air. I know, hence the message now. And I won't hear the message till I podcast, as I'll be in bed sleeping. Uh, new shifts now, so only work three lates a week. Danny does earlies. And uh, he says, I love all of them. Love them to pieces. Listen, many happy returns of the day, Dan. He says, my eyes are filling up now. Aww. Have a nice birthday Aww. on Saturday. Lots of love from the girls and from Danny and from us as well. Have a great day. I shall bump into you at some point. Seems ages. Uh, so have a really good day. I hope you get everything and lots of cards. And to Nathan as well, his birthday tomorrow. Nathan Jones. Lots of birthdays. happy returns. This is spring babies. Yes. Lots of spring babies. Are there? Yes. Oh. Well, my tulips are up, actually, at home. Well, at the rate we're going, we might have snow next week. Not for my tulips. No, not for it's your tulips. It's a snow-free zone. There's two, two women... Uh, I think they're going to feature on Breakfast this morning, or one of them is, uh, who said that they were forced out of their jobs and suffered sexual and racial discrimination have lost their case. Mm-hmm. Maureen Murphy and Anna Francis said female colleagues' breasts were referred to as honkers, were an example of sexist atmosphere at the Japanese bank. So they... Uh, but an, an, employment, an employment tribunal ruled that it, it was just simply trivial banter. I mean, that's what everybody says, you know, bazookas or... You know, yeah, things but, like but this. You have to be very... You can't say that anymore. Well, you're gonna, they have got to get over it. Luckily, <laughs> they lost the case. But people don't get over it, do they? They're well, they have to. They're very more. silly then, because it's just, it's, you know, it's just people of who are just going to court, getting well, money out of somebody well, for you, nothing in particular. It used to be called I look at the producer someone. and I go... <laughs> you know. <laughs> you're not allowed I'm, to do that. Sorry? You're not allowed to well, do that. Well, she's not going to go to court, you're is she? You're taking advances of a oh, wonderful sexual We're going straight to court. Yeah. She leant over my shoulder this morning (laughs) when she was trying to read something in the papers and distinctly brushed against me in a a provocative manner. (laughs) So I'm taking her to court. So nobody's going to believe it, of course. You know what they'll do? They'll do DNA on your shirt to see if there's a fibre from her jacket, which may have just touched you just very briefly. And if there is, she loses and you win. (laughs) Uh, Steve, my husband is in Barbados. Should be returning to the UK on Wednesday. Long to see him, said Carol. Oh, he'll be back by Wednesday. It's all yes, I mean, itself uh, out, we, we think by Saturday, Sunday, things will be going... Well, we do hope so, as long as the big one doesn't explode. Because if the big one explodes, big and one? the little one triggers off the big one... Is there another one over there? There's one right next door to oh, it. Side dear. by side. It's like... You know what it's like? Once one starts, the next one's got to do it as well. It's, it's got to like be bigger. Daddy volcano. Daddy volcano. It's the daddy. Right. And if that starts... We're in for a mini ice age. Oh, my God. Fam. So if you've daffodils Well, Malachi says, I'm driving up north to see my parents. It's gone all dark. Not round up. Ridge, around here, it's beautiful. Dark. So, I know. It, this ash is not, it's not hovering above our rooftops. Is it not? It's four miles up. It's 60,000 well, feet up. I don't want my up. car getting dirty. I had enough <laughs> trouble with the sand from the Sahara, thank you very much indeed. That ruined my day. You will drive through Morocco just looking got the for Benny Hill. car cleaned and all of a sudden we get, we get sand from, from the Sahara Desert. Yes. What's going on? We'll have snow from Siberia next. That'll be next. Snow from Siberia. <laughs> you can have sand from the Sahara. You can have snow from Siberia. I'd, I've often wanted to go out treasure hunting. I don't have enough time to do it today because John and I are going for, for brekkie a bit later yes. on. Nick Ferrari's out on the, on the battle bus. Out on the road. He's out on yes. the road. Well, he, I think he's parked up. He's in Gravesham. In, a, in Essex? I don't in know where Gravesham is. Where is Gravesham? Gravesham in Essex. Is it? Is it? Where, where is it? It's Essex. in Essex. Yeah. All oh, right. Gravesham. And so you, you can talk about who you think did the best because Clive did this last night. Yeah. Was funny, who, and it's amazing how, <clears> how many of you thought. You know, that uh, it was Lib Dems. Yes, Nick And in Clegg. fact, huge distance, 61%, 51%, and then the others... It's 19, isn't it? He's in what? 
Oh, oh, right, he's in Gravesend, that's right, which is in the constituency of Gravesham. Oh, right. Yeah. But, but that's not one of their, their constituencies, is it? I don't know. So I think he no. was... No, his is up north, it's Sheffield yes, or yeah. somewhere like that. I've never even heard of the constituency of Gravesham. Isn't that funny? No, but it sounds Gravesend, lovely. Sounds like, oh, it's in Kent, it's not Essex at all, you fool. <laughs> she turns, she, she said Essex. Essex. Oh, it's hopeless, isn't it? That's Geographical disgrace. Oh, blimey. Disgrace. The, 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 the interesting thing about it is, what I'd like to know is, on a completely different view when you saw the debate, mm. is that you had Nick, who was wearing a yellow tie, because yeah. yellow is the colour of the Lib Dems. You had David Cameron wearing a blue, a very Mrs Thatcher blue tie. Yeah. But Gordon Brown went for pink. Shouldn't it have been red? Did someone and say which vote he's trying to appeal to <laughs> this time round? <laughs> yes. I don't know. They must. They they think about it very carefully. Well, Somebody will not. lay out the, the things and go. I mean, some of them can't even tie knots. That's what amazes me. I like a big Windsor knot. I like. It. I can only do I a Windsor. Oh, I can't tie that. I can't do the other one. The oh, normal funny. one. I could do the normal. No, the normal you, one looks. Were you taught scrampy. as a child? Though? Yeah, I was taught. My aunt Jan taught me how to do a Windsor, and it's the only one I can do. Oh, lovely. Do like oh, a nice thick asked. Windsor. Not asked. I'll do a Windsor for you. I'll do. Bring me all your ties in. I'll do them into Windsors, and then you could just put them over your head and tie it up really, really tight, and it might shut you up. Just, you know, he just goes on and on, and he just drones on and on. Well, I got half an hour to make up because I was late. Yeah, it's much your fault. Anyway, I was talking about treasure hunting. I've always wanted to go treasure hunting and take my metal detector out and do the banks of the or something, and there's some people who, who went up the, the West Riding Detector Group. You can imagine what an interesting bunch of people they are. So I was out there in this field the other day, and uh, I was uh, metal detecting, and they actually dug up a rare hoard of pennies from the reign of Henry I. They were out in this field. It's worth about 40,000 quid. Yeah, but whose field was it? That's what you have to be careful Yes, you have to check that. on that one. Yes. If you've wandered across, you know, yeah. someone's bit of land, it's actually theirs. Yes, well, it was on a, a, a remote piece of farmland near Naysborough. The largest hoard, hoard of coins ever found oh, got to go. in, the, uh, in the north of England. And, of course, the Queen owns all the beaches, so if you do it along the beach, yeah. it becomes the Queen's. But she normally splits it with you. Yeah, I wouldn't tell them, you see, I'm taking them and polish them all sure? out and sort of put them on display and go, look what I found, look what I found. Anyway, we've got to go, uh, well, because we just have, but if you keep tuned to LBC, we'll keep you up to date with the situation at Heathrow and the flights, if it, yes. if it changes. Don't go to the airport. No, please don't go to the airport, you've been Check wasting your time. Check with the website of your airline, yeah. or there are some numbers on their websites that you can call, which have got uh, messages, which will tell you what the situation is, and just look to see at the cancellation. Also, BAA airports give you all the rundown of the departure boards. Lovely. Thank you very much indeed. John's back with us uh, next week, same time. I'm back with you on Sunday. Two people for In Conversation as we rerun In Conversation. You've got uh, three minutes left to get your bids in quickly for the How Low for the Dell laptop. We'll let you know on Sunday who the winner was and what the winning bid was. And uh, don't forget to podcast, please. Tell your friends. LBC 97.3. Have yourself a very nice day. Nick's with you after seven. But before that, this morning's business update with Sam Pittis. Thank you, Steve. The FTSE will open after closing up 28 points at 58.25.